At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got you for three hours here. Once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, that would be 3 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be going very, very deep into the into the NFL betting board for this Sunday because once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, that means that everyone in the continental 48 states is on a Sunday. So we're going to be having some fun there. Here in the first two hours, I've got three different categories of college basketball sets that we're going to be taking a look at and just trying to be able to find you guys some money, sort of a little bit of what we've been seeing this year in college basketball, what's been profitable, what's been not. So we're going to be mentioning a wide variety of things on that front, as well as unfortunately we wound up getting two games canceled in college basketball on Christmas. And by the way, if you're out there on the East coast, it is now December 26th, but I will still wish you a Merry Christmas. And for those of us out here on the West Coast, it is still December 25th. So hopefully all of you guys were able to spend some good quality time today with family, friends, had some good eats. I personally wound up having some prime rib with my fiance's family. So that was absolutely terrific. So we are all energized. We are all good to go on this one. We're also going to be taking a look at the NBA. We're actually going to be doing that right at the top and giving you guys a little bit of reaction as to what wound up happening with the NFL. And though I won't be doing as many game previews, we're going to be taking a look in the first two hours, a little bit more at the futures market. Just try to take a look as to what we want of seeing in the NFL, what it, I'm noticing right now, and then we'll be turning it forward in the back half of the show. So we've got a lot coming up in these next three hours, but right now, if you're looking to dive in, 
we do have some NBA action that is going down right now. It is the Utah Jazz ahead of the Dallas Mavericks by a count of 105 to 97. You've got yourself about 530 left in this one as the Jazz are looking to push this one to double digits. And that would be very big because this is a game in which Utah wound up opening up on a lot of those look because you'll notice that a lot of these books, when it comes to these Christmas Day games, they're actually going to put them out very, very early. They wound up setting very early look at lines on this game right around, I would say, like four and a half, five-ish. And, well, that's not what it closed at. This wound up closing at 13 and a half because we were talking about Jeff Parles. I mean, literally like two-thirds of the Dallas Mavericks team is right now in COVID-19 protocols. We wound up seeing guys like Darren Collison, who hadn't played since the 2018-19 season. He wound up lacing them up for the LA Lakers today, so... Certainly things have been really wreaking havoc for a lot of these teams as, I mean, I'm just taking a look at some of these guys. Theo Pinson, ladies and gentlemen, currently getting minutes for the Dallas Mavericks. I never thought in a million years we would be seeing Theo Pinson getting meaningful minutes for a team like the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they're trotting out their Moses Brown as well. Oh boy. I mean, you're just taking a look at things and you're wondering, how in the world are these guys getting minutes? Brandon Knight, I still remember he was relatively solid with the Milwaukee Bucks many, many years ago. He's been playing solid minutes in this one, so that shows you the state of affairs in the NBA and something that I talk about so much, and I feel like this Jazz versus Mavericks game is a prime example of it, and we've just seen it all throughout the day with regards to the NBA. Being able to bet in-game, I really feel like is your best friend because we are noticing some, I'm going to call it what it is, funky bunch lineups in which you have no idea whatsoever about what these guys are. And it's like, man, what are we going to get out of Darren Collison who won a blast playing in the 2018-19 season? Brandon Knight is playing in his second game of the season. You just take a look at these teams. And I mean, when they wind up setting the schedule for Christmas, typically these are your better teams. And I mean, other than really like the New York Knicks, a lot of these teams have been relatively solid this year. The Mavericks are 15 and 16, but certainly far from a bunch of bums or anything like that. But I mean, you take a look at this lineup and they wound up giving Frank Nikil. I always have a tough time saying that last name, Telekina. He wound up getting the start after he was that big giant Buster Rooney with the Knicks a couple years ago. So, man, I mean, you just take a look at some of these teams and. I think that you want to be trying to see a little bit of a sample size because when you wind up turning on some of these NBA games, it might be the first time that they're playing all season long. And I wish I was exaggerating on that, but I really feel like I'm not when it comes to a lot of these guys. I mean, you take a look at the Utah Jazz and you had a relatively consistent lineup with regards to the team. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Connolly, Rudy Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, along with Royce O'Neal, all these guys were in the starting lineup for this team. So... I mean, that's one in which it's like, all right, I know what I'm getting here, and you can feel a little bit better about that, but in the NBA right now, because you heard it from Adam Silver, this league is going to be going on. It is a business. They are not going to be shutting down for anyone, even with players in COVID-19 protocols, which I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up nixing, or not necessarily nixing, but adjusting some of those. I think that's a better term of using those a little bit here in recent weeks to be able to try to get some of these players out there on the floor a little bit faster. They certainly are going to be continuing to play these games, if at all humanly possible. And when I wind up mentioning in-game numbers, I do think that 
the NBA is obviously the best part for it. But I mean, you just take a look at some of these games, and it certainly was very good for some in-game opportunities, like the Milwaukee Bucks versus Boston Celtics game. You wound up having the Boston Celtics look very good in the first half, and then they melted down down the stretch. The Bucks were able to go on a 27-19 run in that fourth quarter to be able to get the W after the Celtics. I mean, they really controlled the first half of that game, and even into the third quarter, they were leading by a count of like 102 to 90 with like 10 minutes left in the game. And you were able to get the Milwaukee Bucks at plus money if you wanted firing on the fourth quarter. If you wanted betting more towards like halftime, the third quarter, you wanted playing like two and a half. And this line was right around seven to seven and a half. And that's why I always wind up mentioning it because when it comes to in-game betting in the NBA, every team makes a run, no matter how great, no matter how terrible, unless if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, we all remember a few weeks ago, wound up getting just bludgeoned by 73 points against Memphis. Well, there was no run for them to be had there, but I mean, really, other than that, every single team, they do wind up being able to make a run, and the big difference maker for a lot of these teams right now is just being able to have their stars out there on the floor, because the big reason why the Bucks wind up winning this game is because Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was in health and safety protocols, he came back. 36 points, 12 rebounds. Now, the team did a relatively decent job of being able to hold down the four without him. But, I mean, obviously, this is a Milwaukee Bucks team that, while he's out there, he is just such a big difference maker. And something else I really took away from this Christmas Day slate when it comes to the NBA, something that I've been talking about all year long. Does anyone have any faith anymore in the LA Lakers? I didn't have any faith in this team starting out, and I don't think that you should right now either, whether it be in futures, whether it be on a game-to-game basis. Fading the LA Lakers is right now the most profitable thing that you can do in the NBA. I mean, they were a a two-and-a-half-point favorite today. I have no idea why. I recognize that the Nets were dealing with quite a few guys themselves. In health and safety protocol, you knew that you were going to have James Harden out there. You knew that you were going to be without Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving is still trying to transition into being a part-time player. That's obviously has yet to happen, but I mean, with knowing that James Harden was going to be out there, I just knew that this was going to be another flat spot for the LA Lakers because LeBron James is doing everything they can for this team. And typically when it comes to LeBron James, he tries to conserve energy a little bit more at this time of year. He wound up having 39 points in 40 minutes, nine rebounds, seven assists, three steals and a partridge and a pear tree. But You've got a bunch of guys that they just don't mesh. You've got Russell Westbrook, who is a very ball-dominant player, but not a very good shooter, trying to help out LeBron James, a ball-dominant player, not necessarily the world's greatest shooter. And then on top of that, when this team is actually fully healthy, you have other guys out there like Rajon Rondo and guys like this, Carmelo Anthony, once again, a guy that needs the ball in his hands quite a bit. Now, to his credit, because of his time with the Portland Trailblazers, transitioned a little bit more into being a reserve. He wound up having a solid game in this one, 17 points, 11 rebounds, but the Lakers, 10 of 35 from three-point range. And this was with Malik Monk getting cleared from health and safety protocols, being able to get back out there. This is just a bunch of misfit parts that does not fit together. And it's as if this is a Lakers team that thought, oh, we are going to be able to win the NBA 2K13 championship. Well, the bad news for them is, for one, currently the calendar reads 2021. At this time next week, the calendar is going to read 2022. So at this rate, at least one player on the Lakers is going to need a walker by the end of the year, if not multiple players, because they pretty much signed a bunch of senior citizens, aside from Leak Monk, which I actually thought was their best offseason signing. I mean, heck, Austin Reeves has been one of the best players for the LA Lakers this year, and we just noticed it with championship teams in general. I don't know about you guys, but when I take a look at these teams that have won NBA titles in recent years, 
most of them aside from really that Lakers team that wanted being able to win in the bubble a few years ago. And even they are a little bit more of an example of this is that you notice that a lot of these teams, they are made up of guys that they've been in the league six, seven, something like that years. A lot of these guys that are star players are like 26, 27 years old. Obviously you might be straying off of that a little bit, but typically these teams that they wind up acquiring older players, they don't necessarily wind up getting there. Meanwhile, these teams that they did a good job of being able to develop through the draft, and this is how the Golden State Warriors were able to win so many titles. You did wind up having, obviously, Kevin Durant come in. He was able to win a title with the team, but even before Kevin Durant wound up getting there, they were able to win a title with Steph Curry along with Draymond Green. Now, you did wind up having, coming into the fold as well, Andre Iguodala to be able to help that team out with a little bit of veteran experience, but I mean the star players of that team, most of those guys were in their like their mid to late twenties. And when it comes to Lakers, we've already seen this experiment fail. You remember when they brought up bringing in Carl Malone, Gary Payton, and all those guys? How did that turn out for them? Not necessarily so good, and they went into a big giant rebuild. And right now for the Lakers, they're right now producing a big giant stink burger as they want up losing again. They're now 16 and 18. They are 10 and 10 on their home floor, which it is no longer the Staples Center, which I am very sad to see. But I am very happy that we did wind up getting some good action on Christmas. So we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at a few of these other games. And we've also got a little bit of an update to give you with Utah versus Dallas. Right now it is 111-107 with about 250 left. So we're going to be updating that on the other side, taking a little bit more of a look at the NBA. And then we're going to be transitioning into a little bit of college basketball as well. That's X right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. on VSN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vsin.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to vsin.com to get current odds as well as movement each week to be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year, and so much more. Check out prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game. And that is now at beaston.com slash NFL as you're back here on the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. And I do think that that prop tracker is really good because what I do think has been so fascinating all season long with regards to the NFL is just being able to take a look at odds to be able to win MVP. I'm going to be addressing this a little bit more later, but certainly that guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers had himself a very nice day. We'll be talking about this a little bit later on, either towards the back half of this hour or very early in hour number two. So you've got that to look forward to as we currently have some live basketball that is going down as the West. It looks like it is going to be one that is going to be won by a few of the teams that wound up playing on Christmas Day. Right now it is the Utah Jazz currently up by a count of 118 to 112 as the Mavericks wound up bearing a three. So if you want to play in the 13 year, right now it is in rough shape. The total was 214. So if you want to dig in either the under or the over, unless if you want to betting this in game and you want to getting a very different number, well, your Christmas night is relatively done from a betting standpoint, whether it be for better or for worse. So you have a very fascinating game that's going to be going down here. And when it comes to the Utah Jazz, even despite the fact that they've looked a little bit lackadaisical in this performance, I do think that they are going to be contenders out there in the West. I have loved what I've seen from the seam all season long, but Really, I think that what we wound up seeing on Christmas is that the West is going to be won by the two teams that we wound up seeing in the third game. And I do think that the team that wound up coming out on top has to be your favorite to be able to win the title right now. That'd be the Golden State Warriors. They wind up being able to take down the Phoenix Suns 116 to 107 with a shorthanded bunch. Seth Curry delivers once again. I was giving the people back there a little bit of junk, and we've got a great staff that works over here at VSIN. I mean, you got Nick Wells on the audio. You got my man, Brian Ortega, who does a terrific job when it comes to the producing. He's producing me tonight. You've got Mikhail, who gets me set up on audio. Typically, it's Oliver, who winds up being the PA for us. I mean, all these guys, they do amazing work. But I just still had to laugh at the graphic that wound up being like, oh, Steph Curry has struggled in Christmas Day games. And this is something that it always gets me back to it. If the trend is really, really, really exotic, don't put too much stock into it because we want to seeing it from Steph Curry on this day. He does wind up going 10 to 27 from the floor, 5 to 16 from three-point range, which for Steph Sanders, that is a little bit off, but 33 points, six assists, three steals, 
four rebounds when the team needed him most. He came up big, a plus 24 differential when he was out there on the floor. Now, plus minus can obviously be a little bit skewed, but you could tell that they were playing their best basketball when Seth Curry was out there on the floor. And this was a team that did not wind up having Andrew Wiggins out there. They're still dealing with Clay Thompson trying to be able to get back. They still don't have James Wiseman out there. If you're taking a look at things, I mean, guys that wound up coming off the bench, like, I mean, even a Jonathan Kaminga wound up being able to provide for this team. So it was a bunch of guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And that's what the Warriors have done all season long. I mean, they're 27 and 6 without getting any minutes whatsoever this season out of Clay Thompson yet, out of Aaron Wiseman yet. They've had Andrew Wiggins be a little bit banged up, and yet they're still getting the job done now. I will say this for the Suns. Currently, they hold the second-best record out there in the West. The Warriors now have a half-game lead over them, and I certainly do think that this is a team that's going to be very dangerous as well. I mean, you saw Chris Paul on display in this one as well. 21 points, 8 assists, 2 turnovers. You do have your question marks with him when it comes to the postseason, but certainly this is going to be a solid team. But if you're looking at Coach of the Year odds, I wanted to mention this on the look at a few days ago. Steve Kerr at 4-1, to one, I think that it's a really good look right now. I recognize that Cleveland Cavaliers have come out of nowhere to be a relatively respectable team. I know that you've got the narrative of Monte Williams wind up getting just, in my opinion, jobbed out of the award. But with that said, I mean, the job that Steve Kerr is doing right now with this team, nothing short of masterful. And then that goes to Steph Curry as well. Seth Curry is odds to be able to win the MVP coming into the day. They were right around a plus 30, give or take your book at DraftKings. Last I had checked, they were right around plus 130, so they were hovering a little bit over there. Right now, you're still getting them at a plus 130. After today, I think that those numbers are probably going to be going down, 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 especially with Kevin Durant having to miss a little bit of time now because he's the number two option at plus 250. And can you argue with it? I mean, Seth Curry winds up setting the all-time threes record earlier this season he has meant so much to his team he's really been the lone constant along Draymond Green which if you're looking at these awards on DraftKings right now guess who's right now leading the way for defensive player of the year also at plus 130 yeah that would be Mr. Draymond Green so I mean these two guys have really been the constants for this Warriors team and I think that right now they are the best team in the NBA if I'm taking a look at anyone on the future right now the Golden State Warriors are the only team that I'd be taking a look at among I would call it the top five-ish because if you're taking a look at futures right now the Brooklyn Nets are at plus 245 and we have no idea what we're going to be able to get out of Kyrie Irving when it comes to Kevin Durant you can't rely upon his health now he's out more due to health and safety protocols right now this is just out of his control when it comes to guys are out due to COVID-19 I mean it's just an unfortunate situation right now I don't think that there's any way that you can call it anything else I mean hopefully this is something that winds up getting better relatively soon is not my area of expertise I will not be diving into that but what I do know is that this is a guy Kevin Durant that when it comes to actual ailments he has been dealing with quite a few in recent years as we know he wound up having that gruesome injury that cost him a full season he can't necessarily bank on that we have no idea how the part-time Kyrie Irving situation is going to be going either meanwhile I feel like we know what we're able to get out of the Golden State Warriors right now and it's only going to get better and better and then you take a look at the Sunset 7-1 I think that that's fair value. I don't think that it's a great bet. I don't think it's a bad bet. I think that they're pretty much priced where they should be right now. The Bucks at plus 750. I probably have them a little bit closer to 10 to 1 personally. But I mean, once again, nothing that I would necessarily be saying like, oh, what are you doing if you bet on them? And if you do, or if you think that this is bad value, I'm not necessarily going to be like, 
that you're absolutely correct or absolutely wrong. So, I mean, it's sort of, it is what it is right now. The one that's just really, really bad is that we are still seeing the Lakers at 11 to 1. An interesting set is that no team that has ever won the NBA title entered into Christmas with a losing record. The Lakers today entered in with a losing record and they lost once again. I mean, I talked about it in the first segment how this is just a band of misfit parts and it is just getting worse and worse and worse. I have absolutely no faith in them whatsoever. And then we wound up seeing some big news as well when it comes to the West. And I think that this is going to cause for a little bit of movement as well. The fact that Paul George, he is going to be out for a few weeks. As we know, this has been a team that has had to dealt with Kawhi Leonard being out for the year. So that has been a really tough situation there. So I do think that the West is going to be won by the teams that we wound up seeing on display on Christmas, most notably that game. And I do think that the Jazz have a relatively solid shot of this as well as the Jazz just wound up wrapping things up with the Dallas Mavericks. It was a 120 to 116 win for the Utah Jazz. So if you wound up taking the points with the Mavericks, the very, very early look at lines that were released in like August slash September, they turned out to be relatively right because those were right around four and a half to five on this game. Go figure. It winds up landing on four. So if you took this very, very early on, you got just absolutely steamrolled with the guards of closing line value. And you still wound up getting there. Now, I don't advise taking eight to eight and a half points worse than what you could wind up getting. I mean, how are you supposed to know if you wound up taking like Mavericks plus five in the summertime that you would have literally two thirds of the team be out due to health and safety protocols and that you'd be relying upon guys like Brandon Knight to be able to give you meaningful minutes in this game. But hey, I mean, sometimes that's just the way that works when it comes to sports betting. The one time in which you don't wind up getting the best of the number is the one time that's going to wind up nipping you in the tuckus. But for those of you guys that you wind up line shopping left, right, and sideways, and I always recommend having as many options as possible. I always recommend that you just wind up taking a look at just all these lines, trying to be able to get that four and a half instead of a five, try to get that five instead of a five and a half. I mean, the list goes on and on, obviously, when it comes to laying the points, when it comes to getting the points, if you're looking at trying to get like the Dallas Mavericks as an underdog, obviously you want to be getting more like a plus five and a half instead of a plus five. So just want to clarify that, but I, mean, it just always never, ever fails. The one time in which you wind up getting the worst of the number, you wind up having it land on the hook and Every single time you wind up getting the better of the number, it turns out to be like a 30-point blowout, and it doesn't matter one way or the other because that's just the way that things seem to wind up working, in my opinion. But, I mean, it certainly is fascinating to take a look at that. And when it comes to the NBA as well, I do feel like we wound up having some fascinating action that wound up going down on Christmas. Really didn't talk too much about the New York Knicks being able to take down the Atlanta Hawks. And this is a Hawks team that, once they do wind up getting their pieces back, I think that they're going to be relatively solid not having Trey Young out there, as we could tell, has certainly hurt this team. And what has been really surprising to me is that for the New York Knicks coming into the day, this was a bunch of which they were just absolutely putrid at MSG. They are now 7-11 at home, which means that they're always open to disappointing. And just a little bit of a nugget here moving forward on this team. When it comes to Tom Thibodeau coach teams, it always feels like that you're number one, you're number two. Things are always rosy. He always gets the most out of his scenes, but he just grinds them to the nub, and I fear that that might be happening for the New York Knicks, but it is good to see Kemba Walker being able to perform a little bit better. He wound up having a double-double in this game. And coming up next, we have to be talking a little bit more about the NFL. I'm talking a little bit about those Aaron Rodgers MVP odds. We're going to be hitting those X right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Thanks. 
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Check out replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast to get beating, beating the book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicapper, the Lombardi line, follow the money. Hey, this is a good one. Ghost to Ghost Hoops with Greg Hoops, Pearson, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or RV Gear Podcast at the Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, list goes on and on. We've got you covered on all of those. As it is a great Peterson experience with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, with the Utah Jazz being able to get the win but no cover against the Dallas Mavericks. We are now all out of, I guess you could call it, live content to be able to bet on for the night, so have no fear. Once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, we're going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to the NFL board. We're going to be taking a look at as many games as humanly possible. I'm going to give you guys some picks. I'm going to give you guys some analysis, so I have got you guys all covered there, but when it comes to the NFL, I was talking about this a little bit earlier. In my opinion, I do think that Aaron Rodgers has now done enough to be able to win the MVP award after what we wound up seeing on Saturday. The Green Bay Packers win. They do not cover, but they get the outright win, and you had the under like I did at anywhere between. I personally got a 47. I saw a lot of 46 and a halfs out there as well. You wind up having a 46 out there. Well, you got there by the hair on your skinny or on your chinny chin chin. I nearly said skinny, skinny, skinny for some reason, but it was a very hairy one to say the least, but Packers are able to get there by kind of 24 to 22. But in this one, Aaron Rodgers looked relatively rock solid. He was able to throw for a trio of touchdowns, cooled down a little bit in the second half, but certainly was able to do all that he needed to for the team to be able to get a victory. And when you take a look at odds at DraftKings for Aaron Rodgers to be able to win the MVP, this is what you're seeing right now. Aaron Rodgers, minus 150 after this performance. Now, Jonathan Taylor actually moved up to 5-1 to one after what we wound up seeing him be able to do for the Indianapolis Colts, who all of a sudden are very white hot. Tom Brady's at plus 400, and Matthew Safford with the right with the Rams' recent run. They're at he's at 10 to one. You've got Mahomes along with Cooper Cup at 16 to one. And then if you're really looking for long shots, Josh Allen is at 25 to one. Dak Prescott is at 50 to one. And right now, I do think that Aaron Rodgers is the rightful winner of this award. I think that he wound up sewing it up. The one reason why I would probably caution you from being able to take this is for one. You're just not getting value right now. I mean, you're having to lay minus 150 with Aaron Rodgers. That's just a little bit of an issue, in my opinion. So that is not necessarily a number that I want to be taking because you were able to get plus money. I mean, just 24 hours ago. So I do think that that's a big thing that winds playing into this. And for two, when it comes to these awards, as we know, the big issue with them is that they are voted on. This is not something in which you've got an algorithm. It's not something where at the end of the day, the scoreboard reads like 30 to 20 and you wind up having 51 with regards to an under. It's like, all right, you wind up getting there. Nope, this is voted on by writers. And sometimes writers, they've got agendas. They've got just the storylines that they wind up seeing. They sometimes have recency bias. I mean, there is a lot of issues that comes into play when it comes to this. And that certainly is something that you've got to be considering. When it comes to any award, this isn't just odds to be able to win the NFL MVP. This also comes into play when you wind up seeing a lot of these like Cy Young voting awards because as we know, you've got the old fogies out there in baseball versus 
the newer school guys are looking more at analytics. How do you wind up evaluating a guy that winds up throwing a bunch of innings, but maybe was a little bit less effective running rather than someone that wound up throwing like less innings, but was able to have a little bit of better strikeout rates. So I do think that that is something very big. Obviously the Aaron Rodgers immunized comments did not wind up sitting well with a lot of voters. I can say that very confidently. So that is something that you've got to be taking a look at. But certainly when it comes to Green Bay Packers, this is a team that is right now locked and loaded right now when it comes to all facets of football. And I mean, were they a little bit lucky in this game to be able to get it done? Oh, absolutely. But what I think is just so big for the Packers is that they need to be able to get home field advantage. And if they do wind up getting home field advantage, I do think that the NFC is going to be running through them because as we know, the top contenders out there in the NFC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, all these teams, they wind up coming from Southern states, states in which it's a little bit warmer. When you wind up going to Lambeau Field in January, guess what? It's really, really cold. Being someone that used to live in the state of Wisconsin, having moved more towards the southern part of the country out here in Las Vegas, you can call it the western part of the country, but certainly, or better phrasing is a warmer part of the country, well, your blood winds up thinning out. I mean, this happens after just a few months of living in a little bit of a warmer climate. And that's something that I actually do think winds up mattering in some of these big games because these Packer players, they're used to it a little bit more than someone that is living out there in the state of Arizona, that's living out there in Florida. List goes on and on. So this was very, very meaningful from that aspect. And when it comes to the Green Bay Packers as well, I do think that they were, like I said, a little bit fortunate in this game, but now you've got the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions who win both of those games. And no matter what, you wind up being able to sew up that one seat if the Cowboys and the Rams wind up slipping up at any time, along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well, then you can really be able to separate and be able to get that division a little bit easier, perhaps give these guys a little bit of rest in that game against the Detroit Lions who... They've been playing better, but at the same time, they still are the Detroit Lions. They are still a team that has been a rough run for them, to say the least. But I mean, the thing that really stands out to me, just looking forward, for one, the Browns are not making the playoffs. I felt this way the last few weeks, and now it is pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. This Browns team is not making the playoffs. And if you're looking at futures when it comes to upcoming years, do you think that Baker Mayfield is going to be getting that big, giant contract when it comes to the Cleveland Browns? Because I certainly don't. I mean, with Baker Mayfield, he wound up throwing four interceptions in this game. And right now, the only way I could advise betting on the Cleveland Browns is if they wind up starting Case Keenum. And that sounds absolutely ridiculous to say, but Case Keenum is right now giving the Browns the best chance to win. Yes, the interception at the end, a call should have been made. I mean, we're just going to call it what it is. A call should have been made. But, I mean, that means that there were still three other interceptions in that game, and Baker Mayfield has really been hurting this team. Now, he himself is hurt. No ifs, hands, or buts about it. I mean, he was saying that he was feeling much better after he wound up having that time off due to being out due to COVID-19, but you could tell that he still wasn't 100%, and I do think that actually that week off wound up doing him a little bit of good. He just needs the rest of the season off because I, I think that when Baker Mayfield is fully healthy, he's an average quarterback. He's nothing great. He's nothing terrible. We wound up seeing him towards the back half of last season. He was really able to put together a nice run. I think a little bit of a product of that is is Kevin Stefanski is an absolutely incredible coach for the Browns. But Kevin Stefanski needs to take a step back and realize that at this point, 
Baker Mayfield is badly hurting the team, and this is a team that needs to be looking a little bit more to Nick Chubb because you wind up seeing this Browns team wind up having in this game 25 rushes to 36 passes. Now, a lot of this was dictated by the fact that they did wind up getting down relatively early in this game, but when they ran the ball with Nick Chubb, that's where the team wound up having their best success. 17 carries, buck 26. I mean, heck, you wound up having four carries for 58 yards out of D. Ernest Johnson, so give him a little bit of credit as well, but this is a team that when they run the ball, when they get the ball to Nick Chubb, and now in the case of Johnson as well, being able to step up a little bit more, this is a offense that is able to produce good things. When they trust in Baker Mayfield, it's nothing but bad, bad, bad for them. So I do think that the Browns are a relatively solid fade at this point at 7-8. They're unlikely to be able to make the postseason, and if you're looking for something even deeper, now the Browns 2-5 and five on the road. And then the other game that we wound up seeing on Saturday, the Cardinals winding up losing to the Colts. This is a Colts team that, once again, I've been saying it for a little bit now, when it comes to futures, this is a team that I would be looking at above all others when it comes to odds to be able to win the AFC, when it comes to odds to be able to make the Super Bowl. Now, I discussed this a little bit on the look at a little bit on the nightcap as well. If you're looking at NFL futures right now, what I would recommend to you is to not actually take any of these futures right now, but instead do what is called a rolling money line, parlay, a rolling, a just rollover mentality in general. What this means is that when it comes to the first game of the postseason, let's say that your team is the Indianapolis Colts. Let's say that it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Insert whatever team you want to be able to make the postseason here. You place one unit on them on the money line to win their first game of the postseason, and you just keep rolling it over and rolling it over. Because for one, you're typically actually going to get a better payout because when it comes to these futures, there's a little bit more of a hold on them as well, especially at some of these books a little bit out there on the East Coast as well. You're always going to be noticing that you're not necessarily getting the world's greatest odds there. And for two, you are able to walk away if you wind up seeing COVID-19 wind up rearing its ugly head. If you wind up even seeing a bad matchup as well, you're deciding, okay, I like the Indianapolis Colts in all situations other than if they wind up playing the Chiefs. You wind up seeing the Chiefs come onto the schedule for the Indianapolis Colts. You're like, okay, I can just walk away. I don't have to invest anymore. I'm able to pretty much be able to get away with my winnings. Whereas if you wind up having a future, either A, you have to eat it, or B, you do have to wind up hedging out of it, and that's never any fun for anyone else. So I do think that that is something to be able to take a look at moving forward. And something else to take a look at moving forward is some college basketball trends. I've got three different ones that I'm going to be bringing up on the show. First one, we're going to be taking a look at top shot blockers. That's up next right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off of VSIN all access annual subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every single game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every single game. Sign up today and you'll also receive our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every single bowl game. And that's for just $99, or that's for just $39. And that's at vcin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson, you'll always see my college basketball best bets when it comes to that email as well. I always try to give you guys as much as I humanly can with regards to updated numbers, unfortunately. I'm really not going to be able to give you anything for Sunday because there's zero games on the betting board and there's only one game on the board for Monday. So it's going to be a little bit slim pickings until Tuesday. But what I always say when it comes to really handicapping any sport is you sort of get out what you put in and bets that are won during the season, they're actually won through great preparation and they're won by being able to take a little bit of a deep dive. So here on the show tonight, I'm going to be taking a look at a few key trends I've been noticing with regards to college basketball and how they should be utilized with regards to your handicapping. And the first one that we're going to be starting with is a team that winds up having one prolific shot blocker. I think that this is very important because you're going to notice that some of these teams that they do a good job of being able to block shots by committee. Memphis is a team that winds up falling into this fold. They have not necessarily been great against the spread. Rhode Island has actually been halfway decent, but a team like an Oklahoma State, they haven't necessarily been there. UConn, Virginia, they have been okay for UConn. Virginia's really fallen short of expectations. Florida has been very much up and down team, but when you wind up having that one guy that you cannot go to the rim against, it has actually yielded quite a bit of money for you when it comes down to it. We're going to take a look at the 
I think I wanted either doing nine or ten year, but we wound up going with the top shot blockers in all of college basketball. Can you name the number one shot blocker in all of college basketball? If you're able to do this without typing it into the Google machine, I will very much salute you. That would be Jamarian Sharp. He's actually the tallest player in all of college basketball. He plays for Western Kentucky. He is seven foot five and he's averaging five blocked shots per game. Here, let me put this into perspective for you when it comes to block shots, just because I think that it's absolutely ridiculous. Right now, the team that is averaging the fewest shot blocks per game, that would be UC Riverside with right around, I would say, a little bit over one block shot per game, actually 0.8 block shots per game. So he's literally getting on a per game basis five times more block shots than the entire team of UC Riverside and Northern Iowa who's averaging 0.9 shot blocks per game. And for that matter, if you're taking a look at things, when it comes to teams with at least five block shots per game, there are 42 in all of college basketball that have at least five block shots per game. He's got that all by himself. So he is out blocking over 310 D1 college basketball teams. That just tells you the dominance that you wind up having with Jamarian Sharp, the tallest player in all of college basketball when it comes to shot blocking. But beyond that, you take a look at number two. That would actually be Obiana Onchili Killian. He actually plays for he plays for Marshall. Now, these two teams have not necessarily been the best against the spread. And Mr. Onchili Killian, he has been able to give you 4.6 per contest. This is a Marshall team that is currently 3-7-1 against the spread. Western Kentucky, 5-6 against the spread. After that, you're going to notice that a lot of these teams, that they do have that one prolific shot blocker. They have been able to do a good job of being able to help you out against the spread. Walker Kessler of Auburn. He is averaging 3.7 blocks per game. He is number three in all of college basketball. Eight and four against the spread when it comes to Auburn. Gonzaga has Chet Holmgren. He is number four on this list. Six and six against the spread. A lot of that is because Gonzaga wound up having those rough two games against Duke versus Alabama and wound up having a couple situations where this team was like laying north of 30 points and they wind up winning by 20. So you're going to have a little bit of that. Drew Pember is actually number five. He plays for UNC Asheville and UNC Asheville they're making some good coin this year. 6-3-1 against the spread. They haven't necessarily looked by any means sexy whatsoever because I thought that this was a team that was going to be able to win the Big South coming into the year. I haven't necessarily liked what I've seen, but I mean, if you've been betting on them every single game, you've actually gotten to the window quite a few times. So it's been a little bit of what I like to call some grody covers. From there, you've got Zach Austin of High Point. They have not been a low point if you've been betting on them. How about 7-3 and three against the spread with Mr. Austin being able to give you 3.4 blocks per game. Hal Eliseus is for Bryant, and this is really where you wind up seeing your massive outlier. They are 3-6-1 and one against the spread, and that's because Bryant is shooting sub-30% for three-point range. This is a team that they really look to kick it up tempo, and they have not been able to hit water if they've fallen out of the boat all season long. I think that they're going to be able to re- regroup for Northeast Conference play. I have them number one with regards to my projector or finish in the Northeast Conference. I actually now look at Wagner. When it comes to that conference, they've actually looked very good recently. Pulled off a nice win against the Sags of Fairfield a couple days ago. They've already got a nice road win against VCU as well. So I think that they're in relatively solid shape. But Brian, 3-6-1 against the spread. And then from there, you've got Javius McKinnis, who was actually number two in all of college basketball with regards to rebounds per game among individuals as well. He was able to give you 3.4 blocks per game. Guess where his team is against the spread? 7-3-1. Christian Caloco is next. He plays for Arizona. They're 8-3-1 against the spread. He gives you 3.3 blocks per game. And then Trace Jackson Davis, he's able to give you 3.2 blocks per game. This team is 8-4 against the spread. And what you're also going to notice with the inverse is a little bit of mixed results 
when it comes to the teams in general in which they wind up having not a lot of block shots because I just mentioned the individual players that have a whole bunch of block shots. It's really hard to point out the players that have the fewest because, I mean, you could pick out like, oh, backup point guard here. He's got zero blocks. But that team is like really good against the spread. So that's really not a very good apples to apples comparison to say the least. That is not something that we want to be diving into. So we've got to be taking a look at the team and the team itself. But when you take a look at some of these teams that have not necessarily been able to generate a lot of block shots, a lot of them have actually been able to do halfway decent. You're going to find very mixed results when it comes to this team because number 10 with regards to block shots per game, that would actually be the Dukes of James Madison, a team that has really kicked it up tempo, a team that has actually been able to do an absolutely tremendous job against the spread for you as well. This is a team that is 7-3 against the spread. They have been able to do some very nice things for you. You take a look at the team that it said last, UC Riverside. We remember this team was able to go on the road and they were able to knock off Arizona. They played a very tight game against Oregon as well on the road. Now, I recognize that both of those programs are a little bit more downtrodden and they themselves are right around overall 4-4 four and four against the spread, but certainly has been a relatively rock-solid team. Now, Northern Iowa has been, in my opinion, a little bit of a hot mess. They were supposed to play on Christmas. That game wound up getting canceled, so... They were the Grinches out there that wound up stealing Christmas. Unfortunately, that Grinch this year happens to be COVID, so it's not necessarily great. I'm sure that many people can relate to that on things much bigger than college basketball games, but when it comes to Northern Iowa, this is a team that you wound up seeing them clock in at 3-7 and seven against the spread entering into this game that wound up being a no contest, so they have not been able to get you to the window too much. Hawaii is a team that has been struggling a little bit against the spread. You take a look at them, and they're number four with regards to fewest blocks per game, and I do think that that means quite a bit of something, as this is a team that right now you're finding them right around four and four against the spread. They wound up failing to cover any of the games out there in the Diamond Egg Classic earlier in the year. They were able to do a little bit better, but St. Thomas has actually been right around a 70% cover team. They've been able to do a solid job against the spread. You take a look at a team like the Terriers of Wofford, and they have actually been very good for you as well. When it comes to block shots per game, they are eighth lowest in regards to all of college basketball, but a team that has been able to do a rock-solid job against the spread at 6-4. and four. So I do think that it's really intriguing when you take a look at these teams when it comes to block shots because a lot of these teams that they wind up struggling, they wind up being able to block a few shots, but they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of it. I'm taking a look at a team like a Central Connecticut State that clocks in at number 341, 1.7 blocks per game. They haven't necessarily been too terrific, but a lot of your slugs, I think is the best way of putting it. A lot of your slugs have just been teams that they get right around like two, two and a half blocks per game. They're right now in like the 250 range. Meanwhile, you take a look at these teams that they do have one primary shot blocker. They've been able to do a very good job for you against the spread, Ben. And as a result, obviously, a lot of these teams, they wind up doing a good job with overall block rate. But there are a couple outliers on there as well. Like I was mentioning it a little bit earlier with Oklahoma State doing a good job of being able to block shots as a cohesive unit against the spread. They haven't necessarily been there. St. John's is a little bit of an intriguing team as well. This is a team that they rank ninth in the country with regards to total blocks per game, but it hasn't necessarily bared out with regards to the betting splits for this team. They are currently finding themselves at four and seven against the spread. So you want to be taking a look at when it comes to shot blocking, just having that one primary guy that is able to do an absolutely amazing job of being able to block it down because some of these teams in which you wind up getting a block here, a block there, you don't necessarily have that one feared guy that you can't wind up going up against 
on the paint. And that's something that I wound up finding out in doing this little bit of a research study. So I do think that that's a very intriguing one. And we're going to have two more that are going to be coming up in the second hour. So we're going to be taking a look at a lot of hot college basketball trends in hour number two. We're also going to be taking a look at some NFL futures as well. And going to be taking a look at a little bit of college football as well. So we've got a locked and loaded hour number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network coming up next. And hopefully you're all having a very nice Christmas. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.